Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Erin Austin. In this episode of Country Not Country, we ask, is COVID-19 over? And then we talk about dating during a pandemic. Is it even possible? We also address George Floyd and how our country will move forward. And did you hear the Kid Rock traded in his mansion for a double wide? He sure did. And Morgan Wallen got thrown in jail. We'll talk about why on this episode of Country Not Country. Welcome to Country Not Country. Aaron, this is our 20th episode, by the way. What? 2020. 20. I like that. So that means this is going to be really good or really bad. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how the year has been pretty much. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it took us a little while. I think we're like three weeks tardy on this one. Uh, I feel like we wanted to do one last week. So I feel like it's only a week delayed. Really? Uh, It's three Mm. weeks. In my mind, I I feel I I do think. Well, I don't know what day it is anymore and what week it is and what month. So maybe you're right. Yeah, it it is a Monday, even though Mondays feel like Sundays now. And so it it has felt like the pandemic. Like to me, I I know it's not over. But to me, like me and my friends, our joke is COVID is over. Oh, Um, you know what? Sometimes I feel like that. But then, you know, especially when I went out to the store the other day and it was mid-afternoon and it looked like normal traffic on the freeway and i was like okay like i-10 katie freeway was slammed and it was bumper to bumper and it was four o'clock and i was like all right well i guess this is serious but then i look at things to do and i still can't do anything so i mean here locally yes um you know like I have a girlfriend that had her 40th birthday and we never have celebrated her birthday. So I thought, well, maybe I fly to Milwaukee, but it's like, I don't even know what's open. Like, can we even do anything? Can I fly there? And then I have another girlfriend who wants to celebrate her uh, big birthday. And I was, I said something about taking a trip and she now is all sold on taking this European vacation at some point this summer and I look online and I'm like, okay, nobody's accepting U.S. Uh, people from the U.S. yet. So, yeah. So I feel like I can't really do anything. All right. Well, European vacation is a little excessive. I'm, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to try to I bring you all back to like the ground level here. You know, like I know, a European birthday vacation is a little bit of a stretch, but like flying to Milwaukee shouldn't be an issue. You probably would find super cheap flights because right now for my birthday weekend, it's ninety nine dollars yeah. nonstop each way to Vegas from Houston. Okay, so I was looking on Southwest the other day because that's who I have a credit with um, because I had a, my flight got canceled. So let's just see. Because the other day when I looked, it was not cheap, and I was like, hmm, this is rather disappointing. I, I texted um, all my friends yesterday and said, y'all, buy the damn ticket now. Y'all can sleep on the damn floor. I'll get two queens. I ain't going to Vegas by myself, but I will. Come on. Like book the and, damn flight, and one of them did, and the other one is still waffling. And then I'm trying to get a couple of my other friends, trying to push them over the edge, because I'm I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of this this birthday. This birthday is much deserved. <laughs> well, I mean, considering you haven't really done much else in the last year, so yeah. yeah okay, I mean, so let's see if I. Well, I guess there's a couple. I could do, I could fly, say, 4th of July weekend on a Friday. If I do the 215 nonstop, it's $108. That's cheap as hell. 
Yeah, for that leg. And then on the way back, it's mm, 133. So maybe that's not so terrible. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, it, like, I was, so I played golf yesterday at uh, Southwick in Pearland, and it's fairly close to Hobby. So you see a lot of the Southwest flights flying over. Those Southwest flights are are womp, womp, one after the next. They are burning and turning. And, okay. And when I looked online, it was like plenty of seats available. I couldn't believe it. It was like the, the fountain of youth of airline flights. Really? Well. Yeah. I think they're trying to get people going. So, uh, so I have re- revised my COVID birthday trip, right? So mm-hmm. I, I, I booked this in Vegas. I booked Vegas rooms and the hotel – or excuse me, hotel and airfare probably – I could probably go look on social media, but it was, it was March, end of March, early April. Oh, well, yeah. It was when we were talking about doing the ACMs and you're like, done. And then you're like, done, done. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I was ready. To, I'm like, I was, I was willing to roll the dice that it would, yeah. that it would reopen and it turned out to be a good move. Um, so, you know, I've been preparing for this trip. Vegas is reopening. My plan is to go and have a good time. Have you, have you seen some of the, the video from Vegas? Of the drunk people? Well, I saw some video of inside, maybe it might've been inside the Bellagio and I was looking and there was, nobody was wearing masks. And I also didn't see like on the craps tables or whatever, like there was, I thought they were supposed to have guards, like uh, sneeze guards or something, but maybe that's just like the poker table or a blackjack table and not like. Yeah, I, the think other tables. I think that they're probably going to say at the craps table traffic moves really quickly. So there's not a lot of sitting around is my thinking, or they're going to be more strict about how many people can stand at the table. Like instead, because usually there's like 12 or 15 places around that you can stand. They may yeah. limit the crap tables to where only six people can play. So you have that six foot of space because the crap table is like 15 foot long. So you yeah. can put, you know, people every six feet around it. Yeah, it was just interesting to see nobody wearing a mask, not social distancing. Like it did, it looked like back to normal. But it's Vegas. Nothing is normal in Vegas. Well, the, actually, you're 100 percent correct. So yes. <laughs> like, and you're going to like the pictures I've seen. There, there was this girl passed out on the carpet, like face down in the casino because she was so drunk. They're trying to help her up, you know. And oh my god, they're like Vegas still wins, you know. <laughs> so my my so I was originally leaving on a Friday night, but I've been having so much fun at Wild West DJing that I didn't want to give up my Friday night. Like I feel like mm. I'm building momentum, and I'm like, no offense to the other DJs in the world, but I'm working on something here, and I don't want another person to come in and mess on, my, you know, paint on my canvas, so to speak. So okay. um, I I re rearranged because you're trip. not territorial at all, but yeah, yeah, I'm not territorial at all. It has nothing to do with that. I just yeah. uh, so I rearranged my trip. So and also I wanted to celebrate my birthday in town with my local friends that can't go, and maybe you know who knows, it, it'll be fun. I hope my so wait. So when did you when did you switch it to? I, I'm now flying out Saturday morning um, on the 27th, my actual birthday, and then I'm flying back. Uh, Monday afternoon, the 29th. So I'm going to spend Saturday night and Sunday night there. And, and so I'll, uh, um, so yeah, that's the plan. Uh, And that way I, my, my, here's the adult part of my trip, right? This is the adult thinking and reasoning is if I drink on Friday night, let's say from midnight to two, because I don't want to, I don't like, I haven't drank at all really while DJing in the last three weeks. And I've loved the cerebral experience. And okay. so I, I don't want to get wasted on my birthday night. Right. And I know okay. I've worked in the club, a lot of birthdays mm-hmm. usually try to get you wasted, but I think I've, I know I'll be able to hold my own at least till about 1230 or one, maybe a shot at midnight, you know, um, and I'll probably will be toasted by one thirty. You know what I mean? But, All right. um, the, the hope is not to get so drunk. I'm sick because I know I have a low tolerance already. So the hope, though, is to get drunk enough that I sleep well, wake up ready to go to Vegas so that I can go hard Saturday night because I will have drank enough Friday night that it gives you that second day. I don't feel as drunk push. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're okay. just kind of up. You're like, man, okay. I'm not even drunk. And I've had 12 drinks, you know, yeah. like and it's because you were drunk the night before. So that's what I'm hoping um, I'm able to do. And okay. to a, that's my plan. So that Saturday night in Vegas is a uh, one for the ages. Okay. I'm i uh, I'm a little scared, but this, this could be famous last words. 
Oh, I, I don't think so. I, I've done Vegas plenty of times. And, and, and the other side of the coin is if my friends, if any of my friends flake and I, cause there's a, still a very strong likelihood, like 90% chance that my friend said he booked his flight, but didn't. And he was just, mm. and he was just being uh, a little more frugal and waiting a little bit longer to see if it gets cheaper. And then eventually it'll go up and he'll be like, Oh, I got too oh, expensive man. and I never bought it. Sorry. And so then he actually saves all of his money by not going at all, but led me on for the entire time and knows that I'm okay going by myself. So like, you know what I mean? Like I could see that happening and tell your friends right. to man up. Oh, uh, you know, I've chosen them to be my friends most of my life. It's just the way it is. Like we all. It's funny you say that because I got really frustrated this past week because I was supposed to have happy hour with a girlfriend, and she by far is my flakiest friend I have. But it's like I don't even know why I bother making plans with her anymore because guaranteed she is going to cancel or like she did last time, uh, just didn't even mention it again. So it was like, okay, I thought we were supposed to have sushi on Friday, but oh, since this one girl's out, now none of us can go. It's like, screw this crap. And then I was like, well, let me know if you still want to go. Crickets. Never heard from her again. See, I would just go by myself, though. Well, I mean, I ended up going to the grocery store and getting sushi by myself, but still, it's not, That's yeah, not I'm not going to sit at... I know it's, but I didn't want to go. I'm not going to go sit at a bar by myself right now. It's like, Hey, like weird. You can't even sit at a bar. I don't say it at a lot Most of places. places. A lot of places now are opening it up. Some, some places aren't. If the, if they, if they serve a lot of drinks and there's not enough space, then yes, they close it out. So as long as the drink making station is separate from the eating station, I think that they're allowing you to have the separation. Most of the places I'm still able to go out to, which, you know, which every restaurant I go to, I can sit at the bar pretty much now, which is also why me and my friends are like COVID's over. You know, there's a, Oh yeah. See the places I've seen, which isn't much, but I was at a brewery this weekend. You weren't allowed to be at the bar. You had to go sit at a table. I, I think a lot of businesses, personal preference, is also the uh, big reason why things aren't fully open the way, you know, like the bar, people are being, some bar owners and club owners and business owners are far more cautious than other business owners is what I'm saying. And yeah. So unless you, cause I guarantee if you go to someplace up North, like if you go to Conroe, I bet you, you wouldn't even know there's something going on in most places, but if you mm. go somewhere in the Heights, you're going to really see a lot of people social, you know, you're going to see more of a social distancing Side. And it's just yeah, it was interesting. Um, I guess it really just depends on where I've been because I still see plenty of people wearing masks at the grocery store. But then, you know, say, for instance, at the brewery, nobody was wearing a mask. But then again, you're at a brewery, you're drinking. So one girl had a mask on at the club. She wore a mask while she was dancing the whole night. And so my thought was she probably has immunosuppressed people at home. She wants to go out. She's got a grandparent or a grandmother or a mother who she lives with that, you know, she doesn't want to risk getting sick, but she's tired of being at home. So she wears the yeah. mask and goes out and gives it, a, gives it a run. And, you know, that's the thing. If the mask makes somebody feel more comfortable, then by all means, it doesn't bother me if I see someone wearing a mask. I don't judge them. I don't think, oh, look at this weirdo, you know? Like, I, I have a mask with me at all times. So in the yeah. event that I'm in a place where everyone's wearing a mask, I'm probably going to put the mask on. But if I'm mm -hmm. in a place where not everyone's wearing a mask, then I'm, not, I'm likely not going to wear the mask. You well, know. for me, I, I don't know if I've said this uh, before, but I kind of like wearing it sometimes, especially on a day where I haven't put on any makeup and I don't want to have people look at me. I'm like, yeah, just cover this face up. It's amazing. Yeah, for me, with like, I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm more attractive with half my face covered anyway. So like, <laughs> like I have strong eyebrows and 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 strong eyes. So if I if you can only see my eyes, I can I can really go to town on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can make you think whatever I want. Hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So. Uh. But yeah, I I don't know. I feel like COVID nineteen has. I don't think it's ever going to go away. But I certainly think that my concern level has dropped dramatically. Okay, so what about, so, you know, we're not allowed to go to work still. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I wish I was at work. I wish I could be at the radio station, you know, uh, like not that I don't and I'm not taking advantage of as much free time as possible. I would much rather be live in the studio because, you know, personally, I think it devalues 
the act of being live on the radio that's what i don't like you know mm-hmm. and, and i and i think that it makes it seem like our it, it somewhat devalues our importance and the and the difficulty in which it is to do what we do so that's the mm-hmm. thing i don't like um however i i also don't know that it's it, it just doesn't really make any sense to me. I'm just being honest. Like, but I also know that it's not my job to decide that stuff. And, and pretty much I just, I just, uh, follow in line, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind being at home, but it, the, there are days where I'm like, I don't know if I've been outside except to walk the dogs in like three days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a, and also the sense of socialization, like as weird as it is, I was thinking the other day about you and I was like, I don't think I've actually even seen Aaron in person in three months. Yeah. Like your actual Mm-mm. being, like we've only talked to each other on zoom, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that goes for every single person in my life, pretty much aside from, uh, the waitress at Donna Maria, the owner of <laughs> Luling City Market Barbecue, the co- my coffee barista at Luce, and then the people at Wild West. Those are the only people I've actually seen physically face to. Oh, my parents, you know, my yeah. dad, and then one of my good buddies, you know. And so my entire social circle has completely shrunk. There is no real so socialization anymore. Like, and I, I'm I'm usually okay with it, but part of me um, has made me enjoy socialization more. Like I'm more, I'm now more apt to being myself when it comes to rambling and talking a whole lot and not really caring if I'm annoying because I'm talking so much or if I come across as a know-it-all, like I don't care anymore. Like you, you want to be mad because I like to talk then be upset with me. I feel like I was that way this weekend when I was at the brewery, it was for a, f- a friend's birthday and I was like sitting there, just like, I felt like I was my mother who, you know, my mom does that. And I was like, Oh dear God, Aaron, you're turning into your mother. Like where you, she doesn't sometimes notice the social cues of people being uninterested in what you have to say. And it's like, I don't feel like mine was that bad, but I was like, Ooh, I am talking a lot today. Well, you know, I think that's why we're on the radio, first of all. And second of all, I, I think I have the same exact experience. But as long as what I'm saying is compelling, I don't give a shit. Like, that's my <laughs> point. Like, what else are, do you want to talk about? What would y'all like to talk about? You're obviously not bringing anything to the table to talk about. So we're going to talk about what I want to talk about. And, and you can give your insight, and I'll just keep on pushing until someone catches on to that we're having a verbal conversation here amongst people. Like, right. you know, and that's the world that I'm going to continue to live in. And I know that that's probably going to end up rubbing people the wrong way in some degree. But that's what this pandemic has brought me to, was back to my true self, who I really am, I think, you know. And um, I've spent a lot of my life or a lot of my last 10 years or so kind of being on guard for how people feel about me and how people think about me because of my willingness to communicate and willingness to be interested in things and ask questions and find out answers versus just kind of accepting everything as status quo and just Mm -hmm. kind of being subservient to my role. Like, you know, sure, I'll be subservient to a certain degree, but for the most part, I'm going to continue. I'm going to be my. I'm going to express myself and be myself, you know, and right. you can't be afraid to do that. And that's what the pandemic has done because with fewer people to socialize with, it has made me less judged. Like I am oh. not around as many people to be judged or to that's be an, judged. So it's, it's funny. Cause I feel like, well, I mean, not myself. I, I don't feel like I've been judged necessarily, but I, I do see more people uh, judging on Facebook based on what they post or not post. I've been seeing that. Yeah. I'm not judging more. people by their actual interactions. It's all, mm-hmm. Oh, I saw them write this or post this picture of this at this time or did this, you know? And it's like, uh, I've, I've actually, te- I've aside from Twitter, I pretty much have backed off most of it quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know? And it's only because most of the stuff I would post in the past on Instagram was promoting what was coming up with the radio station. It rarely was a look at my face and how handsome I am today. You know, like that's, yeah. not, really the, that's not really my style. You know, I've never been big on that. So uh, a lot of my posts became golf and Kate and, things that I was actually doing and it got away from promoting anything because, you know, there hasn't been any events to promote or tickets to talk about or things to invite people to really, you know? Well, yeah. And then I feel weird uh, posting things sometimes when 
especially on Instagram, because, you know, whatever. It, it's not, it's just like we've got so many things going on in the world. And then in the last two weeks, obviously, George Floyd and that and bringing up the race stuff. It's like I, I don't need to post any pictures on Instagram. So, yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah, there's a... Uh... Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's just such a delicate, sensitive time that you worry about everything that you're posting because you don't want to seem insensitive, you know, and I, I've thought about that um, also because there are some, like my thought was there was this girl who posted about her birthday, right? She posted a picture of herself by the pool on her birthday and it was the same day that was Blackout Tuesday. And, mm. and then the next day, so she took her post down that day and the next day she posted an apology post you know, saying that she didn't mean to be insensitive to the cause and she wasn't, you know, she knew, you know, she wasn't trying to be anything. She didn't think before she posted. And, and I, and I did feel for her while I understand the frustration of those who may have taken offense, maybe her friends who felt really passionate about the issue or, you know, rightfully so they, you know, they felt like she was disregarding their feelings to some degree, you know, and, and on that day, I thought that if there was, if you were celebrating your mom's birthday or your own birthday, celebrating life or celebrating something, I thought I felt like you got a pass, you know, you like that, that's, it that's the one of the and it illuminates one of the problems on social media where we're very selfish about our feed and the irony is that we're selfish about the things we see from the people we invited into our world think about that like we're being selfish okay. about what we are seeing from people we invited so i've invited you into my world and now that you're showing me what you like or believe or think i'm now going to judge you for it Mm, yeah like, and it's in it unless you're posting to what i like and care about and how i feel then your post is insignificant to me and, and it, I, it's, and it's funny. a very hard line to draw well i mean uh, with the events in the last week you know um and the blackout tuesday you know i know you posted the blackout tuesday picture I didn't, I didn't post the picture, but I posted something on Facebook and I felt like, did people judge me? Cause I didn't post the blackout picture. You know what I mean? But I did post something about it on like on Facebook, but you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I actually had, I, I can't guarantee you this person unfollowed me because I didn't, but I did have somebody unfollow me and I kind of, I kind of wondered if they have, because they've been very vocal about it. And I was wondering if, you know, people are now doing that. Like, I'm not going to, I'm unfriending you because you're not posting or I'm unfollowing you because you're, you, you sit silent. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And I understand that. And, and honestly, like there's a very high likelihood that did happen, you know? And I, I think that that's where this is how I, this is my own lens is I never, I try not to judge somebody by posting or not posting, but I also value them posting or not posting by how often they post. If they right. post all the time, all the, you don't post all the time. If you posted three times a day, every day, and you were super active in the Instagram community to that degree, and you didn't say anything, then to me, it would look short-sighted. It would look right. like you were totally ignoring uh, an outcry in the community that you were a part of. However, you doing it just because everybody's doing it and you saw it is different also. You know, like mm -hmm. I posted because I literally have black family. Like I literally understand the issue for loved ones, like straight up. Like I understand, I have, a, I, I'm not black. I do not understand it to that degree, but as for loved ones, I do understand it. I do understand the fear and I do, I can see my loved ones in that same sit setting or scenario being faced with that, that same systematic oppression, if you will, that implicit mm -hmm. bias, however, whatever you want to call it, whether the right. cop is racist or not, the, the likelihood that a black person dies in police custody when they're unarmed. You know, I could see where my six foot four cousin could be deemed a threat when he's not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I post. But however, I think that being open to the conversation, not being, you know, insensitive with a post is worse than, not posting at all. If you're not posting at all, you didn't post at all. Like it, it doesn't mean that you're 
and I think the my my feeling that of what you're feeling is that you did feel an ethical responsibility to do it. You felt some sort of you felt some sort of compel you know you felt compelled in some form to do it, or else you wouldn't have considered whether or not it held any value. And I think that is what a lot of us who are not black think that is the battle is mm-hmm. am I supposed to call somebody out? Am I supposed to say, this is the one racist person I remember. Let me call him out. Like, does that show that I'm fighting for your cause? Well, well I don't think, oh, yeah. that, I mean, know, like, just... I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case because it, it's such a deeper rooted issue. Like I think if you ask anybody for the most part, they'll say, do you think racism exists? And most people will say, yes, the people that say yeah. it doesn't exist are being are in denial, regardless of which way you want to talk about the racism. Does it exist? Of course. Clearly. Yeah. You know, there's, sure. there's, you can Google, how do I join the KKK? You can find your local chapter. Like right now. That's, well, that's disturbing. I'm just saying, if you like, I go yeah. to see, and there's like 10 places all in our area that you can go register in different, different towns. Really? All, yeah. All around Houston. Wow. And they got the application to prove your whiteness and prove your, the, you know, your lineage and like, it's there. You wow. Know? It's not gone. Wow. That's just like, yeah, that's mind blowing. And, and so, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be, but it, I, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. They're actively recruiting, you know, and, and, and so, and, so to that effect, there is obviously a problem, but your post on Instagram, isn't going to save or change anything. Yeah. But, and that's the thing, like, and it's and, I, and, and and the, like, a, a, for me, it was, I didn't feel the need to post the blackout picture, you know? Um, but also, also because you don't post all the time. Yeah. And, um, but what I did post on, uh, on Facebook, I thought was, if anything, more thought provoking because, and I think I told you about the video. It was a video for, uh, through the New York times, they had placed together a timeline of events at, with the footage of the George Floyd, um, you know, killing. And then, you know, how long did it take for, the ambulance to get called. How much longer was his knee on his neck past the, you know, this and, you know, all these like little minute by minute increments. And I was just like watching it and floored on just like the lack of compassion and how, how could you be on that person's neck and not care? It's just like, it just was crazy to me. And so that I thought was, because we've all seen the pictures, we've all seen pieces of the video, but once you have it broken down and you know how it all went down is, is rather eye-opening. And I would rather post that than, you well, know. And also, I understand that because the audience that likely follows you needs the most education about the issue because they are so far from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no other way to say that. You know, there's like, and it's... I think sometimes we have implicit bias. It doesn't mean we're racist. It just means that we're, we have implicit bias. We, we see people a certain way and some, and, and everyone has, and that's it. everybody, everybody, everyone. And it's, and it's human nature because our natural goal as existing humans is to identify a threat if necessary. Is this person mm-hmm. a threat to my existence or not? Is this, you know, everything in life is valued on how it treats you or threatens you and whether it threatens you or not. And Kevin Costner, I can't think of the movie he was in, but he has like a black granddaughter or a stepdaughter who's black. And he, he, he keeps getting accused. They keep his black, the black side of the family keeps accusing him of being a racist, I guess. And he has a, he has a, just a difficult time and, you know, being in this mixed relationship. And when he's on the stand during this custody battle, Um, He makes this huge statement about racism and he said, it's not the, if you can't judge a man over his first thought, over the first thought, you can't judge a man over the first thought, because when a black person asks me, what do you see? I see you. And the first thing I notice is that you're black. I can't get away from that. I can't stop that. That doesn't go away. I can't, I can't help it. But what is my next thought? Is my next thought one of fear and hate? Or is it love and compassion and acceptance? Mm-hmm. Or is it, you know, which, which way do you go with the second and the third thought and the fourth thought? Those are the ones that matter, you know? And, and so when people, and, and I'm paraphrasing his speech, was really powerful, but that, that it, to me spoke to me and answered my question about where, my, where I land on the spectrum of, 
of mm-hmm. appreciation for their humanity for black people's lives now i will say that with every person my second if my if the second thought seems to be that i do find some sort of threat here it probably isn't their skin tone it's going to be mannerisms behavior sometimes mm-hmm. it might be the way they're dressed it may be the volume in which they're yelling at me and that goes for all races you know like oh I'm yeah well and behavior. i i can uh second some of that with what you said because well i'm a i'm a girl i'm single i'm alone so like walking down the street i'm always with the dogs i'm always aware of who's around me cars driving by you know who's approaching me is it a man is it a woman did they you know do they look okay you know what i mean it's like yeah you're always breaking down what you're seeing and, and, mm-hmm. and, and so the thing is, like, now, if every time you see a black person walking, you turn the other way or run to the, across the street, but every time you see a white person, you wave, you might be a racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you might be judging a little too hard with that second thought, you know? You, yeah. might, you might be showing implicit bias, you know? And, and, and that's that's where, like, and I think the word I used a minute ago was spectrum. And, and that's mm-hmm. my whole thing, because, like, I, and at the end of the day, the Black Lives Matter movement, the George Lloyd situation you know that that tragedy all illuminates back to police brutality and systematic systematic oppression is the argument and and somebody needs to bring something to the table that 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 is is a solution that neither of us are going to be able to come up with but correct what i was was saying about the spectrum is we'll just put police behavior on the spectrum and you go from one side which is terrible treatment judge jury executioner to an unarmed person in the streets. That is, right. to me, that it doesn't get worse than that. You killed a man who did a nonviolent crime, showed no threat, regardless of race, you killed and a man. And he was already in handcuffs. But yeah, I'm like, you know, that, that is the absolute worst treatment you can get. That is torture death. You know, mm-hmm. death by torture, if you ask me. And yeah. So then you go to the other side, arrested, taken to a restaurant, out to eat, given due process, um, treated well, put in, you know, not roughed up at all, put in a car. So the death was to a man accused of forging a $20 bill. The other, you know, the other treatment of respect was the man who just committed mass murder in Santa Fe high school. They walked him out in cuffs. No problems. Took him to the, took him to the jailhouse. The kid, Dylan roof who killed the people in the South Carolina uh, church, the black people, yeah. he, they took him to Burger King or something. Cause he was hungry. And then George Floyd died over the $20 counterfeit bill right. in New York city. So that's just the spectrum of treatment. If, if you just look at that, there's clearly an issue and, and mm-hmm. there's no way anyone could say there's not a treatment, a, a treatment issue. Like there it is. Yeah. Like, what is the solution? I don't know. We don't know. We're, we're, we're not going to be able to figure it out in a podcast, but the people that can should and need to, cause this shit's serious. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I mean, it's not going to happen necessarily overnight, but everybody's going to have to come together to figure something so out. Yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the powers that be have to be the powers that be and listen to the people. Cause clearly they're like, that's the other thing is I'm like, if you doubt that there's an issue, then that means you're almost saying that you think all the black people in the whole country all have some secret line that they connect to each other and said, Hey, we're all going to protest today. Let's go show up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, no, there, there's a, there's a, there, it's happening because there's an issue. It's not, yeah. it's not a conspiracy to overthrow the, the country or something. You know what I mean? Like that's, and I think that that's something. Else. Which is interesting. The, the things that people come up lately with all of the things going on in America, the conspiracy theories, I'm like, wow, y'all are just, you guys have too much time on your hands. Absolutely. They're stuck at home with nothing else to do. I would, I would encourage them to get into the stock market or find a hobby that they can perfect. Those are Maybe best. learn how to knit. <laughs> there you go. And you can make blankets and sell them. Like there's yeah. an idea. You get so good with all this free time. You can get really good at knitting. I, I've been actually choosing golf. That's been my thing. Yeah. I try to be a pro, Aaron. I think I got it in me. Oh, do you? All right. I think so. I think I've tasted greatness and I, and I can do it. Well, um, I have still yet to pick up a, a hobby. So we'll, we'll what about see. the piano You're and the guitar back there? Again, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guitar is going to take a little more work and I feel like maybe, maybe I'll need to take some lessons or something, but 
Yeah. I'm sure there's some, maybe that's a, a chance to get an endorsement. You find a guitar teacher to teach you. And you yeah. Know, and the then try to it. teach me and I'm left-handed. All right. So. Hey, it's just mirrored. It's probably easier actually. Cause you can just see, you just, they sit in front of you. Oh you just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Ah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll buy that Keith Urban video after all. I was just thinking that Keith Urban, like maybe yeah. Keith Urban could teach you himself. Yeah, can like can we do a Zoom chat, Keith? Maybe I'm sure he's got or, other or things more. going on. Uh, Brad Paisley also. Oh yeah. They say that once you get him started teaching, that he won't stop. That he loves a guitar. He'll he'll just go on and on and on about it. I mean, those two are like I think like the best in country music. So did I ever tell you the Brad Paisley story about my dad's girlfriend's? cousin's neighbor <laughs> wait is that really how the line goes yeah it's something like that so basically my dad's my dad's girlfriend maybe it was her brother someone in her life came to visit and stayed and he told us a story about how his you know back in the early 90s he and his his wife and kids would go over to the neighbor's house to this guy's garage and they would play in the band and they would play music and they'd have like a garage party. Okay. And the guy was the lead singer that owned the house and his brother would play the drums and his nephew would play the guitar. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And so it's this old VHS tape, and it's on YouTube of, you know, this band. And it's the guy up there playing the guitar and singing the country music. And then you got this little nephew over there just shredding it. Just, no one's even paying attention to him. He's just over on the side. And then the song goes into a break, I guess, and it's just the guitar solo and the camera's still in the whole band. And, and there's, you know, teenage Brad Paisley just getting after it. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, it was before he ever, you know, really got his break. And he was just playing with his family in the band. And they have it on VHS and it's on YouTube now. But he was showing it to me on his phone. Pretty That's awesome. awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, he was uh, just just there in the background, you know, but he's always been super gifted on the guitar. Like, you know, it was just a couple guys in the garage and little old Brad Paisley over there. Little did they know about to be a country, you know, superstar. That's crazy. Huh? Uh, speaking of superstars, Morgan Wallen. So the story was that he got arrested about two, I think it was about two weeks ago. Now he was at yeah. Kid Rock's bar in downtown Nashville. Clearly uh, bars were open, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, he got, he says he was getting drunk with his fans because he had some fans there and that they were all taking shots and that they got a little rowdy. He, he admits that it was all a blur. The whole night's pretty blurry, but he slammed, apparently he slammed down the shot glass and broke it. Oh, and so the, apparently something happened from there and it was disorderly conduct and uh, public intoxication. And so he was arrested and his friends paid the $500 bond. Oh, well, that's a, a very anticlimactic story because I was getting ready for something like a lot juicier, but that's all it was. It's like, yeah. meh, okay. Yeah. Well, the uh, the added bonus that, I mean, you could call it the, the spin on it, if you will, or whatever, was um, Kid Rock called him the next day or called him the day he got out and to check on him and make sure everything was good and invited him out to his house to – 
check out his property where I guess he has like some RVs or something. He has something, something unique on his property. I forget what it is that Kid Rock has and invited uh, Morgan Wallen out. They took a picture and made friends. And so that was the, that was the conclusion to their story. So I guess, you know, if you're Morgan Wallen, you get arrested for disorderly conduct. You get an invite to Kid Rock's property. Wow. I wonder what he has, because I feel like I've seen something about his uh, about his house, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I want to say it's like RV tra- or it's trailer houses or something. Wait, really? Well, that's what it is. Although Kid Rock is a mega superstar, he certainly doesn't spend the majority of his time living an average rock star's lifestyle. In 2017, Kid Rock sold his Malibu mansion for $9.5 and swapped it for a double-wide trailer. Really? Having spent time in a mansion as well as visiting friends in the music industry who love the who live the high life, Kid Rock said, You got these houses and I go, Where do you start in this thing? Like how many times do you use the movie theater? I've built one and I've been in there maybe once. If that trailer burns down or blows off the mountain, order another one. It'll be here in two weeks. It's easy to clean and you don't have some of the finer things like a thick shag carpet, but that stuff never really meant a lot to me. What? I want to see the picture of it. It's pretty sharp. Let me see. Huh. Uh, I'm going to send you the picture on a let's see, a little double wide trailer behind it. Looks like it's like camo. And it's got a drive up circular. You have let's to scroll see. down to the middle of the page. So that's so that's it, huh? All right. But, but it's well. probably on like a hundred acre property. Is the catch? You know, he's probably got some huge plot of land that he bought with eight million and put one and a half million into a double wide or something. Yeah, that's what I well, would do. And I don't hate him for it. Actually, I think it's I think it's OK. You know, like he's got it decked out in mossy oak graphics. Yeah, like typical redneck as redneck as it gets. Right. Right. I mean, it looks got, like it's on a lake. So, I mean, all right. Good for I, him. Yeah, I imagine he probably also has some underground bunker of some sort. <laughs> you think he's got an underground bunker? I do believe oh my so. God. Dug into the mountains with ammunition and stuff. He's That's interesting. That kind of preparation. That kind of prepper. Not a he's a dude prepper, but you never know. I mean, Kid Rock's a wild one, man. Yeah, I mean, it's true. He is. Never know what he's going to say or do. So the uh, dating app story that I wanted to tell you was about. So. Basically, I'm not on any dating apps anymore. So okay. if they're listening to this, you can't find me on there. If well, yeah, dating uh, dating during a quarantine and a pandemic is not uh, not especially fun. You know, I, I understand why you would think that, and I get it. And I've had a lot of time to, to mull this over since our last conversation about dating during the pandemic. And while you are not wrong, dating, going on a date is tough during a mm-hmm. pandemic. However, getting to know somebody is not tough. It's actually super easy. And most people want to get to know someone because they're attracted to that person. But what makes it more attractive is when they want to get to know you too. Right. When you ask them questions and they give you answers, but then they come back with the, well, what about your family? What do they do? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, when they come back with something and you're like, oh, wow, this person is interested in me. Is it romantic? Who knows? We're just in DMs right now. However, <laughs> however as humans, we're showing interest in one another. Right. And during a pandemic, you know, you can't go out and see each other typically. So you continue to show interest in one another and actually build some interest. And hey, 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 what is that? What else are you doing on a dating app but building interest in someone? Right. The problem is the dating world is so warped that everyone is in DMs. So you have these constant DMs in the pandemic too. So it's, it was good and bad. Like if someone was willing to take the time to find someone they were actually interested in, give it a shot. And that other person also being interested in them gives it a shot during the pandemic could be a great time to meet someone to be with, but both Mm -hmm. people got to be, both people have to be, willing to be the only one that they are showing interest in at the time true yeah i can see that for sure and and that is the crux of the problem with dating apps is that you're always talking to multiple people so you can never show interest in just one person oh yeah absolutely i feel like um i mean i i don't want to dabble on it because too many times people 
What is, what is the, the saying? Like you're just swiping. Like oh, I've, yeah, I've, the, the next thing, the best next thing, the next best thing yeah. is right around the corner. So just keep that, swiping. I'm like, Ooh, I just don't want to ever get in that. That's a slippery slope. So, all right. So that's not really the point. The point is the story here where I was the last girl that I communicated with. So she's my Facebook friend. Awesome. Okay. Which is why her face probably looked familiar, but her name was spelled differently on the app. Okay. So everything was okay off to the starts, but then I, I'm, I know she was just trying to be funny and sarcastic, you know, and, but there's a sense of truth in all sarcasm. And so she insulted my favorite song, my favorite artist right now. Right. Mm. Like, like we were talking about music we liked and I told her who my favorite artist was and she, she didn't back off of her true distaste for this artist and it bothered me a little bit like my, i'm sensitive i'll admit it i'm a sensitive dude like out of the gates if you hurt my feelings i'm probably not going to come back and be interested in you it's just the way it is well yeah especially if it's like how it comes across and if it seems not like it's they're joking if they're being almost aggressive then yeah like somehow would... she's questioning me for my my choice of music taste and it's like why uh, yeah not, and by the way not, it's not like you said my favorite artist is millie vanilli or something yeah, like exactly <laughs> i said john party you know yeah and, and it, at least back it up with some substance mm -hmm. Ooh, oh man I, I i'm not really a big fan of his because i don't like the twangy singer type i'm more of this type right, right. and then I but that's say, not oh, what happened that's not what happened it went down the, the rabbit hole of me i'm like oh well but wait there's more basically i was like i have plenty more things you're not gonna like i promise you know like because that's the truth like if you don't like that about me you're really gonna not like a lot of other stuff about me you know what i mean and that's how i felt like i felt like i was literally going down a dead end she was paving the road because she thought that this is a good healthy way to start a relationship i'm like driving down this dead end waiting for my car to run out of gas because i'm just hating the ride you know and then she just keeps on paving road and then i just drive off the road oh. out of there you know and i just deleted the app altogether right you're like and i'm out yeah like and it's because that dating app system and environment and ecosystem is poisonous it's stagnant mm. water people that have just been sitting in there forever and just cycling through each other constantly trying to just take the next person that's i guess they're good looking enough for me to be interested in you know like because the ones yeah. that really interested in never like us like i paid for the app you know what i mean and i'm like no offense to the to the lovely women who have swiped right on me that bumble showed me that they swiped right on me but i'm not interested i'm sorry that i don't think we're a match you know like i'm not attracted to the people most of those people or any of them really for that matter and i'm sure it's the other way also all the girls that or women who have paid for the app that saw me that swiped right on them you know they're like oh man he's, he's okay but really not my time i'm looking for better you know i'm looking for something <laughs> that i think is better for me you know like i and, mean we've all thought we've all thought it we are not about you but in general you know totally like, and, and that's that's why the app is bad because it puts us back in that place of like judging how people see us because the ones we like don't like us so i'm like well then i don't like these people either you know? like it's like whatever like you got to get away from that to see what you truly like you know and and so all that to say i'm actually friends with that girl on facebook too and she recently started commenting on my post a little bit i'm like i know i know that she uh, maybe i'm wrong but i feel like her commenting on my post is a way for her to open the door for me to reach out and say something oh hey i recognize you haha ha, whatever whatever you know but at the same time like i don't even want to go through that like, I don't even want to, I don't yeah. even wanna, like it already started off bad. I don't even want to have to discuss why I'm sensitive like that with someone that I, that didn't even care that I was sensitive or might've been sensitive in the start. You know, mm -hmm. like I know, like I'm all, that's always going to jade the way I feel about those conversations, you know? Um, yeah. And so, and this was my actual dating idea and tell me if you think this is good or bad. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I have a cruise coming up in October. Okay. And I paid for two. Yes. It's You've a, talked about this before. Yeah. Yes. Because two years ago in October, when I went on the cruise with my best friend, his wife, and all of the married couples, all the couples that were part of the wedding, this was now my third cruise in which I was by myself. And I was the only one. Right. Okay. Like, or I was the only single person. And because we go in October, there's no single people on the cruise. So it's like Nick solo single this seven days on a cruise ship and there's no one attractive 
that I can be around or be intimate with. And I can't, I, I, I feel guilty even looking at women because they're all there with their boyfriends, husbands or whatever, you know? Right. Like, so there is no sense of like romance in the Caribbean, you know, like they're like yeah. in, in a place where you would want to be romantic, especially after a little bit of a buzz, there is nowhere. You can <laughs> to bed. You know what I mean? Just, just you and yourself. That's All right. right. You know, and it's not fun. Like it's, it's fun. The cruise is fun. I love being around my friends. I'm just saying, I craved the romance that could magnify that experience. And so I told okay. them that no matter what, I was coming with the girl next time. I was going to okay. have the girl with me. You know. So, so what's the idea then? Hold on, I'm getting there. I'm, I, I had to preface all of it because the idea involves this. So the closer it gets to October, the harder it is to find a woman that I can honestly say I can take seriously as treating like a girlfriend on this cruise. Otherwise, it's a girl I'm dating that I'm taking with me. Okay. So the other part is it's in October for nine days or something crazy. So – the woman has to be able to fit into those parameters and still live her life. You know what I mean? Like if she can't take nine days in October, then she can't go whether she likes me or not. Okay. So I'm in this dilemma where I'm like, maybe I make a Facebook dating application or a social media dating application. Cause I can unequivocally say that I have, that I am not, trying to flirt or date any women right now yes there's like maybe three or four girls that i've been in their dms kind of co conversing with having conversation with you know not nothing over the top extra flirty surely surely they've understood that i'm somewhat interested in them you know and but for the most part i can say honestly that there's no girl that if i showed up with a girlfriend she'd be like i thought you were talking to me like there is none of that you know what i mean yeah i've rid myself of all that and so I can honestly approach this hypothetical situation seriously saying, Hey, I'm looking for a woman in my life and All right. I, can, I can write so, what I can, because I got a platform of like a hundred thousand people on social media. There's a chance that the woman that I'm supposed to date is already one of my followers or friends. And so, so what are you going to do? Put out a, like a, you know, soulmate wanted or what? I mean, I don't want to say it like that. That sounds weird. You know, like, I, I you know, I, I think it's I mean, maybe, like maybe you do put a post and say like, Hey, this is the deal. I've been single for a while and I haven't found any girls that, you know, have stuck around or whatever. That worked maybe, out, you know? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't you just, bad. I didn't have bad relationships. It just didn't work out. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you just uh, put it out on the table. That's what I'm saying. And just actually throw it out there. But see, the problem is. But, this is but and here's what's going to happen. You're going to get probably a lot of bites from people you don't want. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is that's where my sensitive heart comes into play. Because I don't want to be hurtful to people that are that go on a limb to tell me they're interested in me. And and, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not good enough for me. Because like, I don't like that think like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's not the point. But it's like I want to find somebody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, and I would rather not have to like, not have to like fight in the club for some girl because I'm DJing and then I got to watch, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind, like, I have a feeling that if this doesn't happen, I'm going to end up finding some girl that I meet at the club. Like, that's my place of social meeting where single people, <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? And you mean, you're like, and you're coming? Do you have nine days? Yeah. God, yeah. is it really nine days? Yeah. We, we, or is it a week? We set sail on a Sunday and we, we, dock the following monday eight days nine days no we oh, leave, okay no we leave on a friday and we land on a sunday oh wow okay yeah. on a saturday and we dock on a monday something like that okay and, and you know and it's already paid for but that's the other thing like i'm not trying to trick for it i'm not trying to like hey girl look it's nine days in the caribbean you know you go like you ain't got to date me but you know what i'm saying you're coming on <laughs> you're, we're gonna be drinking you know what i mean like like how do you say that without saying that without sounding like you're trying to be the creepy dude trying to take the chick on it and then and, and the last thing i want oh my god aaron like i would i don't even know what i would do like if i went and she was like posting pictures on instagram by herself like I take oh, God. Yeah, you take her and in the lawn chair by herself under the umbrella. And it's like, and, but then with the friends, she's like holding my hand and with me, but every picture on social media is just her alone on the beach. God knows we know, we know people that do that. So yeah, I don't know, but I think, but yes. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. That and, would and suck. Like, and, I, and that, cause that would, that would just crush my spirit. That would crush my soul. 
yeah. I'd be like, oh man, you know, this, this is just the way it is. I got played. I got played. And I'm not going to, I'm not trying to get played, but mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree, to a certain degree, like if it's understood, you know, it's like, Hey, look, look, we're, we're going to okay. have a good time. Whatever happens, happens. There's no pressure. We're not saying that anything has to happen. I just want to have a good time and have another single girl there, have a single girl there to have a good time with. And if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. And because I'll tell you this for sure, after nine days with someone sharing a room on a cruise ship, you know whether or not y'all are meant to be together or not. Like, well, that's true. You will figure it out whether y'all can make it or not. Do you hate them? Because you better not, because you got to sleep in the room next to them. Yeah, and then the bathroom time. Whoo! Oh, yeah, is- or if like somehow she gets swept up by some other some random single dude on the ship, and she leaves me for him. Like, oh, but you know what I mean? You're like <laughs> perfect example. I knew I knew I couldn't trust you, but at least I put you in an environment where you. Could it be yourself? You flourish. Yeah. You know, like, look at that. I helped, I helped create that love, you know? But anyways, oh. that's my idea about doing the social media or doing like a dating online dating app. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the idea. I don't know how I feel like you're going to get plenty of bites from people you don't want. So but it's that, like, how do you navigate through that? That's I mean, but that's, yeah, it's true. So. Cause every single person you see, you'll never date except for the one of them somewhere out there. True. You're supposed to. Yeah. But anyways, Maybe. yeah, that's my date. That's that's where I'm at in the dating world during the pandemic. And anyways, uh, like I said, I think it's gonna come at the club. I'm gonna be DJing, and and also like being like. So I've been drank like like I was telling you, I haven't drank and the cerebral experience of DJing. Oh man, Aaron, I I, I, I it's I see color when I hear music and hear sound. Um, synesthesia is the term. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I look at it like this: every DJ has access to all the same music. So if you interchange music for colors of paint, we're all artists that have the same colors. We all have the same palette of paint. And so how do you paint your picture of your night? How do you paint your your colors together? How do you put mm-hmm. your, how do how do you string one moment to the next? And yeah. and I think I've been putting together some masterpieces. And and I think that that's the difference because my whole life I've only been on the microphone in a club. I've never actually chosen the music. Maybe and, you need to start doing like a Facebook live. But yeah, but you can't because then there's copyright issue. Oh. The best thing to do would be to make the playlist on like Spotify or Apple Music, like like uh transcribe the playlist. could you do a webcam no i don't you might be able to do it from the club but i i just don't think that do, that doesn't add any value i just want people to go to the club to experience it more than anything like gotcha. I'm, and my biggest complaint with all due respect to all the djs i've ever worked with my problem my biggest complaint while being on the microphone was always what the hell song is this like mm. there's, there's too many moments where they're playing some shit I've never heard. And I'm not trying to be mean or call it shit, but it's like, it's, I'm sure it's a great song. But in that moment that you disrupted my, you know, you just threw black paint all over the canvas that I, that was in my head, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can play great songs all the time, you know? Well, but even though I played a Tejano song and I heard, I heard the crowd, like give the, Ooh, what is this? Like, you know, and, and it made me really uncomfortable. However, I, it, it executed my point, which was I wanted, I couldn't get them off the dance floor. People would not stop dancing and I needed them. So why'd you, off. so you, why'd you get them off the dance floor? So, so they go, go to buy the drinks? bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to give me a chance to reset. Let me start all the way over. You know, like I've been going up mm-hmm. and down in tempo and I just need to reset it. I need to confuse them so I can give them a so- another good song. So I played a really popular Tejano song, but it, and most of the people left, but like five couples stayed dancing. And it was perfect mm-hmm. because I was like, Oh, look, some people, those are the people that I was trying to get out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they had been sitting around hanging out, not dancing. And by getting them out there, they show the rest of the crowd, this music is, that you don't know is okay. Yeah. It gives you a chance to regroup, get your thoughts together, you know, find someone to talk to for a second. And then I hit them with Luke Combs, boom, you know, beautiful, crazy. And the dance were just, wow. You know, like I gave yeah. them four minutes to relax and kick back. And then, and then from then out, just nothing but hits all the way home, you know? And, mm. and, and, and that's kind of the fun part is picking those moments, you know, like realizing that, you know, yeah, it's, it's a song that not a lot of people know, but this moment it calls for it. Like this moment called for a song people hadn't heard before, you know? Um, and, 
and 90 and it's one percent of my music is gonna be music they haven't heard 99 percent is gonna be music that they know every word to that's my goal you know got it so well it's so much I feel fun like it's uh well now that wild west is open we'll see how people start coming out yeah and every night every friday so far has doubled with the okay that's good yeah so it keeps getting busier and busier and and my thought is also i don't want it to be about me i know that there's a certain a certain appeal that comes along with having you know you know dj from the bull dj and the music i get that you know but i just love to see everybody partying I, i'm gonna do mm -hmm. my best whether there's 10 or a thousand i'm gonna try to make y'all's night amazing you know it doesn't matter how many people are there like the party is the people I'm just the one I'm just I'm just giving them the the music they're adding the details you know you know mm -hmm. it's those there there's like a couple dance crews that go out there and they they'll teach every person the line dance if they see someone that doesn't know it they'll go dance and show them how to do the steps and and then the whole dance floor is full of people doing the line dance in unison you know and and without people like that that are driving the party and I'm catering to the whole crowd but they're the ones that are kind of ushering in the energy in the party like that's what makes it really good you know so, yeah uh, there's a lot hmm. of people a lot of stuff that goes into it but i get so hyped up i love it I, that's my new favorite thing i look forward well, to only four more days i know and we'll be there yeah you, you maybe you um, can come out maybe there'll be a, a, a guy that you would meet and he'll sweep you off your feet and take you on the dance floor yes a, maybe i mean i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna hold my breath but you know we'll see hey, you never know aaron you never know all right did we never miss know. any subjects we're at a, we're at 68 minutes um, no, I think, no, I think we, we covered everything. All right. Well, I think that's a good 20th podcast. Congratulations. It wasn't. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I guess we'll wrap it. And then, um, let's do a, uh, a, Hey, I'm, I'm Nick Russo, Ham, Aaron Austin. Okay. Coming up on this episode, we talk about, what did we talk about? Is COVID um, okay, here. We'll, we'll just go through it see if we can get it in one take. Hey, what's okay. up? My name is Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. Welcome to our 20th episode, and we're uh, let's try that again. All right, do you want? Okay, I'll come. Uh, you say your name, and you say something first, and then I'll come out of whatever you say. Okay. Hey, what's hey, what's up? My name is Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin, and welcome to Country Not Country. In this episode, we talk about is coronavirus is it over? Is it a, is it done? What about dating during the pandemic? Is it possible or is it impossible? And then we touch on the other timely topics or, of the or, pandemic. Or say, uh, and, 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 uh, and, uh, and somehow bring up, uh, George Floyd, like, uh, um, and, and, and we discuss implicit bias and racism, something like that. Just say that, just those sentences. And, and, we'll, and we talk oh, about, oh, or can I just say, and we talk about, you know, and, and we and, talk about George Floyd. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, so, so. Uh, Am I starting from the top? So yeah, but when you go, when you say Aaron Austin, let's switch there. I'm gonna say, uh, we t um, I asked the question, is COVID-19 over? And then you go into um, uh, uh, dating during the pandemic. And, okay. And, 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 and we'll talk about, and we'll talk about George Floyd. Mm-hmm, okay. Then, um, yeah, and then I'll take it from there. So, hey, what's up? I'm Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. Hey, Aaron, is COVID-19 over? Or, or I would say in this episode, we asked the question, is COVID-19 over? And, and then, then I say, and how is dating during a pandemic? Or is dating, is it possible to date during a pandemic? Okay. And then you can, how about you talk about George Floyd? Okay. And then you take it. And, and I say, and we'll talk about George Floyd. Uh, and, and we'll talk about, and we'll discuss the the, the the recent conversation around George Floyd. Well, I'll find some way to say it, but yeah. Uh, and then you bring up Morgan Wall and country, not co for the country part. So, Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. So, okay. Hey, what's up? My, hey, what's up? My name is Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. And on this episode of country, not country, we ask is COVID-19 over. And then what about dating during a pandemic? How's that? Is it impossible or is it impossible? Is it possible or is it impossible? We'll also talk about George Floyd. And then uh, we, uh, wait, oh. wait, I, guess it, we, I don't know. I guess we could do it in here. I'm going to write this shit down because I can't remember the order.
and, and we can always edit it together at the end anyways. Um, hey, I'm Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. In this episode, we talk about, we ask, is COVID-19 over? And then, um, uh, how are you going to say the, the dating thing? Um, how is dating during a pandemic? Is it even possible? How is dating or is dating during a pandemic even possible? Is dating during a pandemic possible? Um, George, uh, let me say, we also address George Floyd and how our country can move forward. Okay. And how our country moves forward. And then, uh, and then you and then you bring in um, uh, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Um, uh, and then and we don't have to necessarily connect Morgan Wallen and Kid Rock here. We can we we can talk about them separately. So you'll say, and Morgan Wallen was arrested. We'll find out what got him. You, you know, so you say, and Morgan Wallen. We'll we'll talk about how Morgan Wallen got thrown in jail, something like that. Okay. And I'll say, and Kid Rock traded his Malibu mansion for a double wide. Okay. He traded his Malibu and for a double wide. And then um, on this episode of, episode of Country Not Country. All right. Um, moves forward. Morgan Wallen gets thrown in jail. How are you going to say that? Um, Morgan Wallen gets thrown in jail. Um, uh, we, we hear the story about how Morgan or why Morgan Wallen got thrown in jail. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Hey, I'm Nick Russo. So, wait, Man. so it goes, wait, hey, you? I'm Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Aaron Austin. Yeah. And then I go and then in this you... episode, we ask is COVID-19 over? Okay. And then I talk about dating during, during the a pandemic. pandemic. Is it possible? And then I say, we also address George Floyd and how our country moves forward. And, and then, then Morgan Wallen. Gets story. Okay. Got it. Boom. All right. Hey, I'm Nick Russo. Hey, I'm Erin Austin. In this episode of Country Not Country, we ask, is COVID-19 over? And then we talk about dating during a pandemic. Is it even possible? We also address George Floyd and how our country will move forward. And we, for the country, and for the country part, we talk about Morgan Wallen and get the story about oh, why here. he was thrown in jail. Say, no, do the Kid Rock. Say, Kid Rock, so from there... Because it's kind of like I, I feel like talking about jail and country is kind of abrasive coming out of George Floyd. So we'll go Kid Rock and then Morgan Wallen. So say, okay. Kid, so as how our country is going to move forward. And did you hear? So yours, yours will be. And did you hear Kid Rock trading in his nine million dollar mansion for a double wide? Okay. Something, something right. to that effect. Go ahead. And did you hear that Kid Rock traded in his mansion for a double wide? He sure did. And Morgan Wallen got thrown in jail. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about why on this episode of Country Not Country on Radio.com. On Radio.com. There we go. Perfect. All right. There we go. And I'll stop. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.